Hello everybody, my name is Steve Lally and I'm a storyteller and I'm delighted to be here today on behalf of RT Junior Radio to tell you some spooky stories for Halloween. Now one question that I'm always asked about the fairies is what do they look like? I've heard from some people that the fairies are wee folk who seldom grow more than three feet tall and uh, they wear old-fashioned clothes and um, they look pretty much like ourselves in every other way. In fact, one of them could be standing beside you and you wouldn't even know. But there's a strange look in their eyes that gives them away. And some have said that they are beautiful beyond belief and when you see them, your life will never be the same again. But I've also heard tell of the fairy folk being terrible monsters and creatures from your wildest nightmares. Now, as a storyteller, I have spoken with many people, old and young, who've experienced first-hand the mischievous ways of the fairy folk. And some of them have even been trapped in fields for hours and days. And some have been tormented by them after cutting down a fairy tree. But what I have found is that most people, whether they believe in the fairies or not, both respect and fear them in equal measure and don't tempt fate by interfering with what they feel is fairy property. Now, if you're wondering what fairy property is, that's like a fairy tree or a fairy fort or a fairy ring or a fairy path. Now, People also ask me, where do the fairies live? Well, again, from talking to the old people, I've been told that the fairies live in underground caves that have secret entrances into the fairy forts, which still can be seen all over the countryside. It is also believed that there's a definite hierarchy or aristocracy amongst the fairies and these nobles live in underground palaces that can only be entered via larger forts which stand upon the higher hilltops. Well the general consensus is that the fairy world is composed of the original fairy people known as the Tuatadanann or the people of the goddess Danu. According to the folklorist Michael J. Murphy, the Tuatadanann were an Irish race of magical people who entertained themselves by showing off their superiority over ordinary people like you and I, by playing tricks on us. This tended to take place on certain times of the year, such as the 1st of May, and probably the best known, which is of course the 31st of October, Ihahauna Samhain, better known as Halloween, when the ethereal wall between the human world and the fairy world is at its thinnest. Now, on these dates, humans were carried off by the fairies and kept in fairyland. These humans were known as changelings. There were many different ways to protect, uh, especially children, from being abducted by the fairies on these dates. For example, on the 1st of May, people did, and still do, decorate maybushes 
to appease the fairies, and some people even throw mayflowers on the roofs of their houses. But the most well-known one, and also it was invented in Ireland, was to dress children up on Halloween, so that the fairies would think that they were one of them, and then, as a result, they wouldn't take them away. (laughs) Also, trick-or-treating was created in Ireland, and this was another common belief that the good folk, or the fairies, would come and visit houses looking for gifts on Halloween night. And if they were not given any treats, they would play mischievous tricks on the people who turned them away. Now, this story I'm going to tell you is about an experience I had as a child growing up in Kildare back in the early 1980s. Now, when I was a kid, there was not the same fantastic selection of Halloween costumes and masks that are available to us today. So you had to make your own costumes. And the most common thing that was utilised to create a costume was the black bin bag or the bin liner. This bag could represent a witch, a vampire, a werewolf, a ghost, and many other spooky creatures we associate with Halloween. Then you would use cereal boxes and other bits of cardboard to make a mask and whatever other accessories were needed to complete your spooky Halloween costume. Now, in 1981, whoa, that was 40 years ago, I was 8 years old and it was Halloween. I had decided to go as a vampire as I was a big fan of all the old Dracula movies and vampires in general. My mother got out the old bin bag and made me a red collar from some cardboard, attached it to the bin bag to make me a cape. And then I had my face painted white, with just a little touch of red on my lips and, of course, a set of plastic vampire fangs. And I had my bag, and I had this bag ready to be filled with lots of treats. Back then, we didn't call it trick-or-treating, we called it going on the puka, which means going on the ghost. Now, we lived in a very rural part of Kildare called Rathcoffey, which is well known for its folk tales and mysterious stories, especially the story of the puka horse, or the Rathcoffey puka. And it was already pretty spooky, as there were no streetlights or footpaths to walk on. I'd arranged to meet up with some friends and go around the neighbourhood to sing songs, recite poems and tell jokes in return for an apple, sweets or some chocolate. And sometimes you got 10p, which was a great deal if you collected lots of them. So I met up with my friends and we headed off on our quest for treats and other treasures. I had a great time and after a while I decided it was time for me to go home because I was a bit scared of that long dark walk back up to the house. So I said goodbye and happy Halloween to my friends and headed for home. 
Now, as I mentioned before, we lived down a dark, lonely road, and it was very spooky walking down it on my own. I could hear all sorts of strange noises hovering above the whistling wind. As I walked along, I thought of Star Wars and the Bionic Man to keep my mind off the eerie surroundings. And then I heard laughter and music coming from a field over the hedge that I was walking alongside. I stopped and got up on my tippy toes and looked over the hedge. I couldn't believe my eyes, for I saw a group of little people dancing around a circle of stones in that field. I thought they must be other children having fun on Halloween night, so I decided to have a closer look. There was a gap in the hedge that I was able to get through, and when I finally made my way into the field, the little dancers stopped, and they all looked at me. Well, I thought their costumes were amazing. They looked so real. There was witches and goblins and trolls. And there was even a fella huh, with a cool horse's head mask. There I was in my black bin liner and cardboard collar and makeup. They all cheered when they saw me and then shouted... Then the fella with the horse mask came over to me and said, Hello there, Dracula. I'm the Puka Horse. I dwell alone among the ruins and the hilltops. Tis great to have some company, even if it's only once or twice a year. What was very strange about his mask was the fact that the mouth and even the expressions on his face moved. Like it was real. Very impressive, I thought. And then he said to me, You're wondering if you can make it, Dracula. Sure, what would sound be without a vampire to enjoy the celebrations? And the most fabulous of all vampires, those whose story was written by an Irishman too. You are very welcome as our guest of honour. Well, he invited me to dance with the others, which I did. And it was mighty crack altogether. After the dancing, they took me to a party they were holding in a big hall below the ground. I thought to myself, boy, this is cool, because I used to make my own forts and hideouts, but nothing as impressive as this one. We all sat around a great big table, and there were all sorts of different types of food and drink. But I didn't like the look of it, as there was green eggs, blue bread, purple oranges, and the sweets hopped around the table like little grasshoppers. So I tucked into my bag of goodies and even shared some of my bounty. Well, I was so impressed with their costumes and their masks and the cool hideout. They told me lots of wonderful stories and they even sang songs that I'd never heard before. There was one, and it went like this. Oh, it is great to be out late with lots of lovely trace to it. Oh, a heen, a night of sowing. 
I was having the time of my life. But as time went on, I got <gasps> awful tired and I fell fast asleep. <sighs> when I woke up, I found myself alone in the field and there was no sign of any party or anyone else being there. I got up and made my way home. When I got back, my parents said I was back earlier than they had expected. This was awful strange, as I thought they would be worried and even a bit annoyed for being so late. Well, that was a long, long time ago. And when I got older and became a storyteller, I was to find out I had indeed spent Halloween night with the fairies. So now I travel all around Ireland collecting their stories and putting them into books to make sure that they will never be forgotten and also to thank them for their kindness and generosity. And to top it all off, every Halloween I dress up as a vampire called Dracula to tell spooky stories and to remember the fairies who had thought that I was indeed Dracula. Happy Halloween! Ha ha ha!